We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 19 of Pog Prescription, also known as PogRx. I am your host, GamerDoc. Let's get it started. Today, you know, every every episode of this show, every day you listen to this show, hopefully you learn something you can take home to make you better in whatever area of life. And constant improvement is so important to everything we do in life. But it's so different sometimes, that process, something you're already decent at, getting better, I feel like it's a different process than learning something for the first time, learning a new skill, learning something new. The process is different because you have no strategies at the game, right? You have you have no preconceived notions, nothing, right? And that skill of being able to go from nothing to something is huge. And it's huge when you don't realize when you realize that you're not going from nothing to something, you're taking the strategies and the skills and the techniques you've learned from getting good at other things and you're applying those systems and those practices to the new thing. And this is really important if you're in the, I mean, it's really important for every aspect of life, but if you're in the gaming industry, being able to learn something new is huge, right? Because new games come up, come out all the time. New esports come up. Valorant, when Valorant came out, people switched from Siege, people street switched from CSGO, people switched from Apex, from Fortnite, and went, went hard into Valorant. Some of those players are professional now or, or content creators and found a lot more success in Valorant than they had in other sports because it was new, right? And so they were able to learn something from nothing in Valorant. But, you know, if you played CSGO, you had similar strategies and similar skills that you could apply to Valorant. Uh, it's also important because not even when new games come out, it's, it's new metas, right? So every time a new patch comes out, the meta changes, the meta shifts. Every time you change the rules of something, you have to relearn. And if, if you're playing a game and your strategy or your character that you've learned suddenly becomes outdated, you can either sit in your old ways and allow the game to move past you or you can learn something new, right? So, so learning something new is really important to me right now because I am trying to get better at League of Legends. And I went from just watching League to playing League. And it's different, right? It's... It's, it's very different when you are physically in the game. Uh, and it's hard to get better at League when you know nothing because where do you start, right? Do I solo queue all day? 
Do I solo queue draft pick? When I get to level 30, do I go into ranked? What YouTube videos do I watch? Which one's good? Which one's bad? Do I do ARAM? Do I do normal mode? How do I get better at League? And it's similar but so different. A couple years ago, I decided as an adult I wanted to learn how to skate on horizontal knives, um, a.k.a. play hockey with no hockey background whatsoever. And when I compare learning League to learning hockey, it is so much easier to learn hockey. So much easier because you can focus on specific skills and drills. You can focus on specific things. There's schools, there's lessons, there's training programs that have been vetted. And, and so, you know, I'm a tryhard, right? Very happy to be a tryhard. I'm always trying my hardest. And I got private lessons at this place called First Line Training Center. And they have a treadmill of fake ice you can skate on, right? So you're, you're, you're skating on a treadmill of fake ice, working on your stride. They're videoing you, right? All of these in-depth analyses that may or may not exist for esports, but in 10 years, 15 years, certainly will exist for esports. Um, and on the wall, I'm skating. And on the wall, I see this quote. And I'm reading it as I like can't breathe and I'm like gas- gasping for air. Um, There's no talent here. This is hard work. This is an obsession. Talent does not exist. We are all equals as human beings. You can be anyone if you put in the time. You will reach the top, and that's that. I am not talented. I am obsessed. I love that quote, y'all. It just it it's saying there is no talent. This is hard work. You are not born talented. You might be born with certain predispositions, like you're taller or you're faster or you're stronger. But you have to work to be successful. And you know who that quote comes from? Conor McGregor. One of the cockiest people in the entire world is literally saying, I'm not talented. I just work hard. And that concept that he's talking about, to me, is growth mindset. And now people, consultants especially, love to throw words on concepts that we all kind of understand to make ourselves sound smarter. And so growth mindset is basically the belief that your talents can be developed, right? Your talents can be developed through hard work, through implementing strategies, through seeking out experts, right? From taking feedback from people. So you have your skills and your talents, but you can get better at those things, which sounds, you know, it doesn't sound particularly strange, but when you think about it in the way that Connor is putting it, right? There's no talent. There's only obsession. You are not where you want to be, not because of solo queue competition. You are not where you want to be, not because of any other reason than you're not putting in the time. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. And obviously there are aspects to this that are not completely true. Like we have things like privilege, accessibility, all of those things, right? And I'm not saying those things don't exist. But are you working as hard as you could be? Are you truly working as hard as you could be? People aren't good at League of Legends, right? It's not like there's something in the water in South Korea and China that makes them so good at League of Legends. No, it's the training they do. It's the work they put in, right? So are you putting in the work? And are you working intelligently? It's on you. It's on you. Go out there. Get obsessed. Get so obsessed with the process of getting better that you don't even notice that you're getting better because you love the process so much. You love training. You love figuring out how to excel, how to exceed. That's what being successful in life is about. 
loving the process, loving the journey, love getting better, love improvement. Along those lines, here is your first PogRx for the day. This is something that you can do right now to get better at gaming and other aspects of your life. This is not medical advice. Here it is, your PogRx. Improve the strength of your wrist and prevent injury without taking up any time during your day. During a meeting, while doing VOD review, or even in between games, grab a low pound weight and get that fitness. While seated at your setup, rest your forearms on the armrest with your hands just hanging off the end. With the palms facing up, gently extend the wrist as far to the ground as you can. Do a wrist curl, slowly flexing the wrist up as much as possible. After you've done a few of these, rotate that hand so the palm is facing down and repeat this motion. If you don't have a weight, a reusable water bottle or any type of unopened drink bottle or can can work. Get your wrist pump on and then go crush some games. Real talk, when I was filming that video, I didn't warm up and I kind of hurt my wrist. So make sure you are warming up before any type of exercise and you're talking to your doctor before starting any exercise. You don't want to lift or do anything if you haven't done your range of motion and gotten the, the blood flowing. So please, please, please warm up. All right, y'all, our second returning guest of PogRx. If you were there, if you were OG PogRx like 18 weeks ago, you remember Coach Taylor. If you've seen, talked, or spoken with Coach Taylor anywhere in life, you will remember him as well. He's an esports performance coach, the chief performance engineer at State Space. He's also worked with Optic Gaming, the Houston Outlaws. Prior to that was the 49ers assistant strength and conditioning coach, Coach Taylor. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Good yeah. to see you as always. Always. As always. So... In the intro, I talked about my journey to learn League of Legends, which is hard. Uh, and I have like a try-hard personality, like I say. Like I love learning the game, but I also love being good. And I look at my progress and what I'm doing in League, and it's really frustrating because I'm used to being really good at video games. Um, and I look at the players around me, and I look at the players who are, you know, tilting against me in chat and it feels bad it feels hard and it can be discouraging at times and i know from your social media posts and things like that you've been kind of interested in that whole concept of of what you measure yourself against so what do you what do you what would you say to my league self yeah well first off i'll acknowledge you for putting the time and effort to improve your skills in league right like it's not an easy thing to do uh, and I acknowledge anybody who takes on gaming more seriously to improve their skill set or really anything in life for that matter. And I think that kind of opens up this interesting conversation around it's like it's one, a conversation with others, but it's also first and foremost our conversation with ourselves. It's like when we are defining our goals and really chasing whatever this dream is, and we'll call it in this case like this ideal, like this ideal sense of self somewhere in the future, like how are we relating to that goal? How are we breaking down those goals? And then also, like, how are we measuring ourselves against those goals? And I think what tends to happen is, like you said, you get a little bit frustrated because, you know, maybe you're not making as much progress as you would like, or maybe, you know, you're just not, it's just not clicking, you know, it's just not clicking. And that, can, that is frustrating for sure. Uh, and so there's this concept that I love. I just kind of stumbled across this most recently. It's this book called The Gap in the Game by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy. And what they talk about is, 
and this is relates to high performers or high, high achievers, which I would say is everybody on this planet, right? Everybody is a high performer in some way, shape or form. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor, a lawyer, a soccer mom or a stay-at-home dad, professional esport athlete or an aspiring pro. Like you're a high performer. And so what you do on any given day is kind of filling and putting into that cup that allows you to go achieve those goals. And so the gap in the gain is this concept of you have this ideal, you know, this ideal sense of self of where you want to be achieved. And what you're living in is either in the gap, which is basically where you are now in the space between where you are and where you want to go. Or the gain is where you are now looking backwards to see how far you've come. And so oftentimes high achievers get caught up in the gap. They live in the gap because like, hey, I'm doing these things, but I'm not where I want to get to just yet. And it becomes frustrating. And so it's this kind of interesting spin on positive psychology where it says, okay, that's great. We all need to have ideals. We need to have goals. We need to have behaviors that feed into those goals to help us push in that direction. And it's really important to take stock in how far we've come. So when you choose to live in the gain, it's saying, okay, here's where I'm at now. I see where my ideal is, but let me take a look backwards and see how far I've come. And so that could be measuring yourself against how you did yesterday or the week before or the month before. And so it's this really interesting idea of, and I've used this for myself because I'm actually really hard on myself. Like I have very high standards for myself and I have little expectations for others. Little to no actually expectations for others because it just lend leaves all this space for humanity because people are who they are. And I can't expect other people to have the same standards as I do. So having high standards for myself, I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself to really continue to grow and to expand my capacity. And what tends to happen is I live in this gap. I'm like, well, I'm not there yet. And that feels kind of crappy. And then after reading this book, I'm like, yeah, I'm not there yet. And when I look back, I'm like, wow, I've actually built an amazing life for myself. I've developed amazing skills and tool sets that I use on any given day. And so part of it's really defining your own success criteria. Like, what does that look like? You know, so these ideals, like, what are you striving for? And then making sure you do a good enough job of, you know, pausing and reflecting back and saying, oh, yeah, I've actually come a pretty far way. Like, compared to last week, the things that used to trigger me or I used to get tilted on, I've actually done a little bit better, maybe 1%, half a percent better. And like sometimes that's a total game changer, right? So it's kind of like if you drop in, you start playing with the team and things that used to get you frustrated, like it's not as frustrating, maybe because you found a tool such as a breathing exercise or journal debriefing that allows you to say, okay, well, yeah, this thing happened and I was able to respond differently than I have in the past. Well, that's a win. So then you're living in the game. That kind of makes sense. It definitely makes sense. I'm just thinking about myself because I'm, you know, I'm a human. And it's hard sometimes because when you are a high performer, when you are involved in a project that's challenging, that's motivating, you it feels like you don't have any free time. And it feels like you constantly need to be thinking about the things you, you have to do and not the right. things you've done. But when you are constantly concerned with the gap, then you don't see your progress, right? Because yep. I don't look, if you don't look back, you, you don't see how far you've come and, and those small little incremental changes might get lost. But it's like, I look back on the videos I made on YouTube two years ago and I almost want to delete them now because they're yeah. just, they're yeah. just so much. I, I can do, I've done so much better since then, but it's, right. it's seeing that progress 
gives me confidence sometimes because it's like, look at all this I've gotten better at. I'm going to continue to get better like I was. And it makes those those problems sometimes that you face and you get a little bit discouraged because you're like, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to solve this? But it's like, oh, my God, look at all the things I've done. This will come. This will. I will solve this problem. Yep. Yeah, that's all great points. I mean, there's something you said in there that I want to offer a reframe. It's like the things that you have to do. You know, if you choose to see it as things you get to do, well, then you take more power and agency over your life, right? It's like, we don't have to do anything. It's true. You get to do it. You get to choose to do it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a really powerful place to stand from. So when you kind of set up your commitments to yourself and how you want to show up in the world and the things you want to go after, whether it's getting really good at a specific game or having really amazing relationships or, you know, improving your health and wellness, you know, you don't have to do those things. You're choosing to, you get to do those things. We have this blank slate that we're continuing to write our stories every single day, you know? So like what kind of story you want to write for yourself? It's like Joe Rogan said this on a, on one of his podcasts, they made like a motivational video out of it. It's like, be the hero of your own movie. And like, if you find yourself in a position where like life just really freaking sucks, it's like, what would your hero in your movie do next? Like, what would that look like? What could that look like? You know, and then take action. And I think part of like, you know, living in the gap in the game, it's pretty like normal, right? It's kind of normal for us to be hard on ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the game, the game of life is to free yourself of the confines of the prison you put yourself in to allow yourself to really take action and live an awesome life. Like you can create that for yourself. And and again, it's like all the stuff I talk about, it relates to gaming and also just relates to life. Cause I think life is the most badass game you will ever play. So like, why did I just play full out? Um, And so ways to make it like actionable, you know? So like one of the things they talk about in the book and I highly recommend, you know, either doing the audio book or just buying the book, but they talk about, it's like, you know, at night before you go to bed, it's like, what are three wins you got that day? You know, so kind of like doing a debrief, but a little bit different. It's like, what are some three wins that you got? You know, and then the next morning when you wake up, you know, you do your gratitude, like three points of gratitude, and then write out like, what are three wins you want to do? And you can even write like wins for tomorrow, the night before. And like, I pick easy stuff. You know, it's like, go to the gym, you know, do my journaling practice, which I know I'm going to do anyways. Like I kind of pick easy things, but like it builds momentum. Mm. So like when you, the night before, so when you go into bed, it's like you kind of cross out. It's like, yeah, I did these things. I feel good about that. And then the next morning, it's like when you get up, you start checking things off your list, it gains momentum. So you're kind of setting yourself up for success. And I think that also kind of ties into having realistic goals for yourself. And then also keeping in mind that like things will shift and pivot and life happens. And so how do you want to tackle that? And the choices that you, that you make on a day-to-day basis is like, well, how do you want to navigate that? You know, and the way you choose to handle it today, I mean, be different than the way you handle it tomorrow. And yeah, it's all good. It's all feedback. I want to circle back to what you said about the prison you've put yourself in, because that is such a interesting and amazing concept. I, I say it a little less, eloquently and say like stop believing your own excuses but we tell ourselves these little lies every day that limits our behavior and limits our performance right like oh i don't have time to work out oh i don't have time to go to the gym oh i I don't have time to journal like those little things that aren't true right you have five minutes to get out you have one minute to go on the ground and do a plank right now 
right? Like you have yeah. time to, during a work call, when you don't need video, do some squats, do some lunges, do some stretching. And it, it builds up, right? It starts to build up all the little lies, right? We don't have time to call our parents. We don't have, we don't have the resources to enact change because we, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then we, we, it ends up cornering ourselves. And I'm really interested in this concept of learned helplessness where mm, yeah. it's just so after a while, you know, and the, I don't want to talk about the study that did it. Cause I think we talked about it on the show before, but the, the thought that you don't think you can do something when you can, but all of those excuses that you put in the way are a barrier and a prison. I think that's so interesting. So what do you, what do you tell someone who is sitting in their own prison, right? Of their mind? How do you, how do you get that first step, knock down that first bar? Yeah. Yeah. I will answer that. I was kind of want to frame something around, you know, time, right? So I shared with you before we jumped on the call. So over Thanksgiving break, I went on a vision quest. And what that means is that basically for four days and three nights, I was out in the desert by myself, fasted. I only had water. So it was basically myself, a couple of gallons of water and a tarp and a sleeping bag. That's it. And you figure out very quickly how much time is actually in the day when you have nothing to do except be there and think. And it's not something I would recommend for everybody to do. And for those who feel called to it, like, you know, we can have that conversation. I can kind of point you in the direction of how to do that, you know. Um, and it was a beautiful experience. And then like the first couple of days, it's like me pacing around, kind of like being really uncomfortable just me, myself and I, and like my ego and the chatter. And then finally, you know, by the third day it cleared out and I was like, wow, there's so much time. And what do I fill my time with? Like, and I was reflecting back on my count. Like I live by my Google calendar, you know, it's like, oh, I don't have time because I have all these time blocks and color coordination and this, that, this, that, and the other. And so, yeah, like we have plenty of time. It's what we choose to fill our time with. Um, and it was interesting. I mean, the whole like mental prison, like that's kind of what I was working through the first couple of days for me. It's like, wow, I've really put myself in this like confinement of this time scarcity. Um, and so I think one of the big things you could do, getting back to your question, is really think about what does your ideal day look like? Like, what would your day, if you had, you know, if you had, if you could write your own day, like, what would that look like? Like, what are the things you would do to fill your cup? You know, would it be movement? Would it be eating healthy? Would it be getting outside? Would it be playing games with your friends? Would it be, you know, reading? Would it be whatever? You know, think about like what that looks like. And then write out one action step that is somewhat in alignment with that. Like, what could you do? So let's say like you want to, you know, like for your instance, like you want to get better at league. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, cool. So like with your strengths and then also areas of improvement, like what are the things that you could do to improve some of those areas of improvements? You know, rather than be like some big lofty goal, create these bite-sized chunks and say, okay, well, I've only got X amount of hours in the day. Like I want to jump in and actually play league, but there's this one aspect, like I could take five minutes to do that. Like what would that look like? And where would that go in my day? And can you, can you schedule that? And then just be consistent. Um, and even that for, for maybe even a lot of people could be a big leap. So I think even just giving yourself a minute to think about that is probably a win. And if you can do that, then you can chalk that up as like, yep, that's a win. I thought about it. Cool. You know, well, can you think about it, you know, a couple times a day or a couple times a week? 
you know, like three times a week, could you give five minutes to think about how you want to improve in a specific area? And then if you can do that, then think about, okay, let's say for two weeks, say, hey, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for five minutes, I'm going to think about this one area of my life that I want to improve. And you just keep a running log. Cool. Then after two weeks, you say, okay, like I've got all these ideas for the next two weeks. I'm going to take five minutes to look at these different ideas and say, well, what kind of buckets or themes do these fall into? Can I organize these in some sort of way to so do that for another two weeks? Then you take another two weeks and say, okay, I'm going to take five minutes, three days a week, say of these buckets and themes that I've kind of organized, is there one thing I can take an action on? And maybe you take two weeks just thinking about the action that you could take. And I get that like it's a drawn out process and you could, of course, speed that up. But the idea is just build consistency in something, making the time in something that's going to lead towards a meaningful change in your life. And then what will happen is once you build that consistency, you get this momentum. It's kind of like this groundswell that starts to come. And then it kind of just continues to push you forward. And then when you catch that wave, then it just starts to like click and everything starts to fall together. Small changes just make profound waves eventually. 100%. But we think they're so small, they're not going to have an effect, so we don't do them. Right. Right. But then you right. start doing the small things, and then they build up, and you have this huge life change. You yep. know? My, my wife started doing yoga in the morning during the pandemic. She did it for 10 minutes every morning, and now she has more flexibility, less back pain, better strength than her, she's ever had in her entire life. And it's from that yep. doing a small amount of yoga every morning, just... It's amazing. Well, speaking of huge changes, huge improvements, we are at the end of our time. But before you go, I need one thing, one thing. You got a prescription pad, you're writing it down. Here's one thing that players can do to be, have the play of the game, to be the player of the game. What's their POG prescription from Coach Taylor Johnson? I don't remember what I put on the last one, but this one, what immediately popped up for me is just breathe. You know, your breath is one of the most powerful tools that you have at your disposal, and it's free, right? So the more that you can learn about yourself through the art of breath and how it can give you life and how it can actually, you can auto-regulate your nervous system. You can get amped up for something. You can calm yourself down. It's like a huge, huge performance tool that's at your disposal at any given time. Just breathe. I love it. When you when you did say it's free. I did think about that scene from Spaceballs where they open the can of air. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I got you. <laughs> uh, well, Coach Taylor, as always, you are just a wealth of knowledge, inspiration. I am just so grateful I get to learn from you. Your Twitter has been below you this whole time. Um, anything else you want to shout out? Anything you want to discuss before we have to say goodbye? I would just encourage people to keep going. You know, there's so much going on in the world today. It's like, you know, think about the gap in the game and look back and really take a moment, especially heading into this new year. Like, really appreciate how far you've come and how much of the trials and tribulations have made you who you are. And that's a beautiful thing. And no one is better at being you than you. So the less you can compare yourself to others and really drop into your own sense of self, um, it's powerful. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I mean, I acknowledge you for all the work you're doing in the space and continue to really push what's possible, you know, and equality for all. So it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Coach Taylor wants you to breathe. It is the little things like breath, like the small changes that have the most profound effects. How many people am I going to hear this from before I integrate it into my own life? How many people 
that's it for our show. I hope you've learned. I hope you have at least thought about one thing you're going to do to make your life a little bit better, to be a better version of yourself. That's what life is about, is constantly improving and enjoying this existence together. So thank you all for joining us. I am your host, GamerDoc. Find me on Twitter, GamerDoc underscore. Have a happy and a healthy week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more information, follow GamerDoc on Twitter at GamerDoc underscore. And please remember, nothing in this video is medical advice. Yes, I am a doctor, and yes, you may need help. But this is the internet, and this is for entertainment and informational purposes only. Thank you, and have a very nice day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.